Hi everyone, welcome to Third Coast Gaming Impressions. Today is April 25th, 2021. It is episode 26. I'm joined by my co-host Austin Taylor. Pale and well met. We are here. I lost the audio last time, but that's okay. We're back. We're back again. It's okay. I have been playing a very delightful game called Spiritfarer, Austin. It is about loss and love and riding in a boat, as it turns out. boats, baby. I'm on a boat. Um, This is a game by Thunder Lotus Games. Uh, Got put out August 18th, 2020. They did Sundered before that. I never played Sundered. It looked like a action platforming oh, game and like an Eldritch dang, Horror that's right, kind of stuff. Yeah. Sundered slaps, dude. Maybe um, I should play Sundered 2. Yeah, Sundered kind of slaps. The, from what I remember playing. Yeah, the art style looked very similar to Spiritfarer. So, um... Alright, so in this game, you're, you're playing as Stella. She's like a little girl. And you have your cat Daffodil with you. And you're taking over for Sharon, who's like the ferryman who kind of carries souls from to along sticks in like Greek mythology. So you're kind of doing that in more of a whimsical way. They kind of give you the title of the uh, spirit fairer when you take over for him. And there's this big gate called the ever door and it's a gateway to the afterlife. So um, you, you get gifted this like magical kind of light called the Everlight That's always like shining bright, even like through your darkest times, just kind of like you are the light people are seeing. So there's all these spirits that are stuck in, I don't know if this is the real world or if this is kind of like a limbo that a lot of people are stuck in, but you're, you're picking up animal spirits who may or may not have been human on the other side. And you are picking up, there's some like resource grinding. You're kind of, you have this boat that's kind of like starts out as like being three cars long and you're kind of getting upgrades and making it faster or putting different, like you get like farming stuff. You get some like woodworking place areas and you get like a, like a smithy, like iron smith shop. So the first spirit you pick up in the game is Gwen. And she's this like aristocrat deer kind of lady. She looks like she's wearing like this big fur coat, but it's actually just like her coat. And she's like always smoking. And uh, her thing is she has like, she grew up in like her like aristocrat, like North American lifestyle. It's very like kind of feels like a 1920s kind of time period and she has you will get with these spirits and they will kind of talk about their lives with you and you kind of figure out that she has had like a difficult past with her father and her family and then her like father ends up leaving and she like you eventually you go back to her like childhood home and she's like kind of sulking around while you're kind of like she doesn't even want to go inside so you will kind of go inside the manor and go pick up some stuff for her while you're there so you have all these quests that you'll take for him where like in the beginning i'm setting up like a um she she likes to create make clothes and stuff 
through like a weaving mill or whatever they're called. So she'll kind of help you set up that so that you can turn like this linen that you're groaning into like clothing materials and you can use that to craft certain houses or upgrades for houses. So you'll, yeah, you'll make houses for each of the spirits you'll get eventually. And you'll have like this, um, smaller house for people who don't, haven't built a house for yet, but they're all like uniquely designed for the animals with like certain things in them. I don't know. This game is really charming, Austin. I'm really, I'm having a pretty good time with it. Yeah. I guess like, because we were speaking about this before, um, like we talked about how you kind of had to do like a bit of like Tetris, like sort of optimize the buildings and services that you provide as animals come and go. I guess the question is like, have you gotten to a point yet? Or like, is there even a point where like you need to like, I guess disassemble like some of the stuff you've built and then rebuild uh, like new structures for uh, as new passengers come along? <clears throat> so, yeah, um, when you when you let a passenger leave and you take them through the gate, it doesn't let you disassemble their house, but anything else that's up there is you can disassemble and it'll give you most of the materials back. But, um, so far the grid of the boat is everything's like a one by one pixel and it's set up pretty far out and pretty high up. So if you're moving something and it's clipping something else, you can place it and you'll pick up the other one. But it never has like an area you can push things off to to the side to reset it. You kind of have to push everything down to the corner and start setting up where you want things to be. And so yeah, it's a lot of like placing stuff and trying to figure out where you want everything. Because there are certain, there's like these L-shaped houses or stuff that'll have like indentations going in to where it'll make like a roof or something. So you have to figure out how to do that. All the roofs, if you want them to, if you move something next to it, the roof will kind of go from a slant and it'll change a little and just become like an L shape so you can try and fit something in there. So you're not ever like stopped because there's like a slant on a roof. It'll just fix it for you, which is really cool. Okay. Yeah, and I think like the emotional connection you have with a lot of these people like kind of goes a long way helping with this game kind of pushing you past like like where's this game is like kind of like a crafting like harvest moon or an animal crossing thing where you're collecting stuff but yeah it's like more so crafting and like those survival games where you have to collect a lot of stuff and i think you being able to have these connections with these spirits really helps you get past that a little bit and that like you are going to start the game and you're meeting these people and you can kind of get to know them and you're understanding their habits and you're knowing what kind of foods they like and you can give them a hug and stuff and it's really touching. And then at some point you're going to have to complete their mission set and you're going to go have to ferry them and learn that they're not going to be there for the rest of the game is that once you take them to the uh, Everdoor, they're not going to come back. And I think the first time that happened, I got I got a little hung up on it. Like, like it hit me a little bit, you know. And yeah. you just kind of go. Like, I kept her house in there, and I would kind of walk up back into her house, and I would sit in there. Like, you can sit in there, furniture and stuff. 
and they can go back to doing everything else. But uh, I made the mistake of putting a podcast on when I started grinding, and I ended up dropping off uh, this other animal whose name is Summer, and she's a snake who's really into like the uh, afterlife and like spiritual stuff. And she grew up on a um, like a farm with her parents, and I think the uh, the chemicals from their farming kind of gave her breast cancer. And so she was like struggling that with her life. And she talks about struggling with like when she's on your boat, she has like nightmares and she has like certain things she's trying to overcome. But I kind of dropped her off and didn't like think about it at all. So I think I'm not going to do the podcast because you kind of get immersed in this. There's like a lot of like really good orchestral music playing and it kind of sucks you into this, which is something that like I should probably get back to doing. Yeah, because I imagine, like, this game wants you to, like, sort of sit with, like, the physical and emotional labor of, like, helping someone sort of work through, uh, like, their emotions and traumas. Yeah, and there are certain points where you fork off where instead of going through these people's stories, you're just kind of grinding to upgrade your ship. So I think I'm going to yeah. start getting back to that. I think I've hit a certain amount of upgrades where I can kind of go back to the mainline stuff. It's been cool. It's on Game Pass. Uh, I think it came. I think it debuted on Game Pass too in twenty twenty. Last year, I think it's come. I think it just recently is coming to Switch. Is what they're saying. So, and there's new DLC coming out. No, it released on Switch. Yeah, but um, yeah, they're they're having four new spirits to the game coming out, and they're doing some other stuff with it. So that it's been cool. I've been enjoying it, Austin. It's a very fun game. Right, I might get back to it because I remember starting it, getting like a hard crash, and then just never getting back to it. Yeah, I might, I might do that while I still have Game Pass. You know, you po- you posted some nightmare tweets about Adios, and I was like, "What is this game?" And you're like, "It's Adios." I'm like, "Oh, there's a horse that stares at you." What is this game, Austin? Yeah. Um, so, uh, one moment. All right, while Austin is gone, I will, I will entertain the people. All right, I'm just making sure the okay. pig doesn't want to be. The neighbor's dog is going off right now. I'm making sure the pig doesn't want to come back inside. Um, yeah, so so Adios is a game made by Mischief. Um, this is sort of a collection of a uh, number of independent artists, uh, some of whom I follow. I mostly follow the um, creative or narrative designer of this game, uh, a doc, uh, Buford or Burford. I'm not entirely sure if the R in that his last name is silent. Um, so Adios is a game where you are a pig farmer who uh, is going to tell his friend who works for the mob that you are no longer okay with helping them dispose of bodies. Oh no. Yeah. So like the game immediately opens, uh, you open your journal, it's like tell him you're through, and then you go walk over to like the van and this is a uh, the van driven by the hitman who played by uh, dc douglas of resident evil fame um and like he opens up the back door and just immediately like sort of wrapped and frozen body parts and like as you're taking these body parts and like throwing them into your pig pen uh, these pigs again pigs will eat anything um yeah 
you're like throwing them into your pig pit and you're just like telling them like i'm i'm done with this this is the last time i'm doing this and like uh the whole conver the whole time you're having this conversation uh he's like trying to like sort of understand what's happening and like why you're saying that you're done and sort of what follows is this hitman helping you out at on the farm for the rest of the day as he tries to sort of talk you out of this decision uh so like the so like yeah. the entire game is like you walking around this farm and hitting like scenes right there's a scene where you go to a shack um and like as you walk in you turn on the light and you uh turn on the light to find a number of soda machines like soda dispenser machines i'm sure there's an actual name that i would say any other time a vending machine there you go vending yeah, uh me uh yeah so like these vending machines and the farmer and the hitman have these talks about, have this talk about like hobbies right because the hitman's like why do you have this in here he said well I like the farmer says i like fixing them up it's a hobby for me it calms me it keeps me sort of helps me keep focused um it helps me process things and then you have a conversation with him about hobbies and like uh yes the hitman what his hobby is he says i don't know reading and you say well what about reading like what does reading do for you like what do you do for reading you know like how do you interact with reading beyond opening a book and reading the words on the page like if you do something more than just simply read a book then you do have a hobby in reading but you don't so is it really a hobby and so it's it's all these like sort of these conversations um these like kind of like uh sullen like almost like sad conversations uh for this over the course of this entire day until eventually like a break happens in like the hitman's ability to like take your shit uh he gets really mad at you and then he leaves and you like the final bit of the day is you go you cook a meal and then he comes into your house and shoots you and feeds you the pigs huh yeah and like that's the entirety like that's i don't even necessarily count that as a spoiler because that is like the game is very open about the fact that you're he's gonna kill you yeah tell me tell me how are horses god's most beautiful creatures because you posted this and it's just <laughs> this weird horse staring at is this this game stylized it looks almost cell shaded too looks almost what cell shaded yeah yeah of. so so this is like one of the scenes you can get is like by walking around this farm you have like tasks right in your journal and so walking around this farm you get one of your tasks which is uh, make sure the horse is fed um and like in the corner of this of this improbable really improbable um farm in like just how much shit is in it um there's just a pen with a single horse and you walk up to it and the hitman asks you why do you have a horse like you have goats i get why you have goats because you like the to like used to use the milk to make cheese i get why you have pigs because they're the whole reason we work with you but why do you have a horse? And his response is, the horse is God's most beautiful creature. I see. I see. Is it, this game short? Is it only like an hour long? Hour it's and a half? like, my first playthrough of this was 76 minutes. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, so it's a, it's a real short game. I don't know if, like, replay value is necessarily a thing. Because there will be certain instances where, like where you will have conversations with the hitman or um or like one other person 
and you have there are bits because you respond to conversation by clicking options on the uh, as far as the controller goes uh, if you're using a controller you click options on the d-pad uh, and there'll be times where like grayed out options show up and you can't say them and there's nothing to indicate to me that there's any way to unlock those uh, because like i played through this game like three times and okay. there is like there's nothing i could do differently there were no um, sort of like different tasks I could accomplish in different orders that would that would land me these things. Um, so what it seems like is that these are just sort of a way of showing the like interiority of the farmer in that this is how he feels about this sort of thing, but he's not going to tell anyone because he's not here. He's not here for gotcha. sympathy. Like he's here to tell people he's done. He's here to tell the hitman like he's done. He doesn't want to do this anymore. He understands what that means. Um, and he's just he's beyond caring yeah i see you can play horseshoes with this hitman and milk goats with him yeah, yeah like sort of among the tasks you know you shovel shit milk goats um, <laughs> like throw horseshoes and like I don't, I don't know horseshoe rules right but it seems kind of weird and yeah. really hard to actually like it seems hard to mess up on you actually there's another bit where you like shoot skeet with the hitman and you can attempt to like shoot him with your shotgun but it's not gonna let you do that huh all right what else did you play you you played some more uh disco elysium how's uh yeah so how's like, that going for you sort of trying to sit with like audios like i went back to disco um and like i've started the third day of disco elysium which sounds like i'm feeling like there's gonna be like a weak structure to like the time in disco elysium so i'm on the third day of that game and on the third day um, like the map opens up uh so like you get a whole new section of uh the district of martinet which is you know the sort of the city that this takes place in um so now you have access to the fishing village it, which is i guess i would say like the sort of is described in the game as being pornographically poor huh is something that you can say to is that, is, is just something that you could say to uh, a woman who you're talking with um, a woman who is kind enough to also give you like lodgings for free so you no longer have to run around uh, looking for money to sort of stay at the hotel that you were just in and it's a really it's a really cool bit because like once you get to the third day like I wouldn't say that your character's like out of the sort of stupor that he starts off in, right? Uh, but like once I'm in the third day, I've had enough opportunities to learn about the person I'm playing as and his history um, to where like his life is starting to make a bit more sense to me. People are actually talking about you as if you're a person who has existed in this world before. Like there's a someone who lit someone who is living in Martinet um leaves specifically because you show up oh no right um and like when asking people why they left it like said because you're here like you the person that you are um it's that's really interesting and it, it's like it's expanded in a way that's um i think is cool i'm finally getting some like actual like functions of like police work done like the inspection of the body that you're here to sort of um cut out from it cut down from a tree and 
like at, like so now it's like you're like on the third day like you have like your feet firmly planted and now you're actually doing interesting police work um and like trying to navigate the situation better navigate the situation between the workers union and the company that they're it's trying to sort of bust that union and also uh a group of highly deadly mercenaries that might just cause a bloodbath to happen at any given point in time So what you're telling me is I should I should just play this game, Austin. This, yeah, this so all sounds I'm, really fucking wild. So what I'm saying is Disco Elysium's like dope, right? I don't know if it's like critique of policing is is really that strong since you are a cop. Um, I'm not sure. Like I'm sure there's. I'm hoping that there's gonna be like something more interesting as the game goes on. It's uh, it does have like some pretty like heavy critiques of like racism that i think are interesting um and also you get to sing karaoke like i i got to sing a really sad karaoke song oh dope and that was yeah it was great <laughs> i forgot to turn down my speaker so it was just blasting into my face the whole time this is wonderful experience nice very fun i um you did played... some, you did some looting and shooting i played some borderlands 3 that was uh that game is another one of those comfort games where I can just sit there and um, turn the turn the uh, the dialogue audio all the way off. Oh yeah, because I don't need those jokes in my life. But um, yeah, I you know I played this game when it first came out, and sometimes I'll just hop in and grind a couple levels and just hang out. I think I'm almost at the end of the game, honestly, but I I still haven't beaten it. But yeah, this uh, what it came out fucking September 2019. I don't know. I played as Moe's. She's the Russian shooting lady who drops a robot and gets into it. The soldier. The the soldier. soldier Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. I I looked up some builds to where you can just... You'll be in the robot for way longer than you should. Because there's... You have like a gas meter pretty much. And I realized on the trees somewhere, there's just something that gives you more gas pretty much. So I'm just like in this mech shooting rockets at people it doesn't fucking matter what guns i have i'm just murdering everything as this fucking mech it's really funny i um this game still looks very pretty i i want to try it on the series s because i know they put out like a um like a new version of this yeah like an updated yeah yeah like an updated version that has like better frame rate and maybe looks a little better I um as much as I played two and one, I think three God, the shooting in three is just so much better than the other ones. Like you have a slide now and it just like it just makes everything better, Austin. Yeah, like And you can mantle up stuff. Yeah, generally like the sort of gameplay look of three always seemed like it was a huge improvement over two and one, which are games that I would always describe as like very the shooting in those games always seemed very like weak to me in a way that it should. Yeah. Like at the time when they came out, they were fine, but they, um, once like the PS4 came out and we were getting a bunch of the FPS stuff on PS4, like destiny one, like completely like outshines like the shooting in like borderlands two. I mean, borderlands two was like a 2010 game as well. Those are games are like four or five years apart, but you can definitely feel like even borderlands two, they were keeping with, some of the like limitations of like the shooting from one 
pre-sequel is really funny i i the the writing that i enjoy the most is from pre-sequel because it's oh, yeah. it's a australian team who made who made that game it's 2k australia and it just feels like you're in space australia and it's great and it's a good yeah. time and you can just play his claptrap for some reason and his super is that he uses other people's super so one point you'll just use like the valkyrie super from um like the first game or you'll have a disco ball that shows up it's really dumb yeah it's just a variety of effects yeah the thing with like the thing with pre-sequel is like and like i think is part of my larger critique of borderlands as a series that's a really cynical series and i think like when you get to pre-sequel um and like tales from the borderlands they move away from that cynicism in a way that like just makes this whole thing seem very refreshing yeah those games are pretty refreshing i think um i even borderlands 3 is like the two main antagonists are like these two streamer people yeah they're they're streamers yeah they're They're streamers streamers. who are like hypnotizing people or i don't know they have like a cult of people following them it's all the fucking bandits and shit so and they're all they're assholes they're just both assholes pretty much not even like a fun way like handsome jack was like the better villain of the three games but it not by much <laughs> oh yeah well they, they and they milked that bastard for for ages yeah definitely uh, yeah yeah and so like when you get into three like the whole plot of three is like they are going around hunting um sirens who within borderlands are women who possess like uh abilities of like to manipulate matter basically um and there's like within Borderlands lore, there's like at six at any given point in time in the galaxy. And it's just, it's this really weird sort of thing. Like, they like actively just like kill, kill characters off in like some really unceremonious ways um, while like pushing some of like these newer characters that I'm not sure, I'm not sure the writing is there for that in a real way. No, and even like the main characters don't. It's always the villains who have more of like personality or the people who give you quests instead of like the people you're playing as. Yeah. At least like I like the voice acting of Flack because it's a um it's a YouTuber. I'm trying to remember his name. Let me look up this voice actor. Uh it's Pro Z D. Oh Jesus. And he plays Flack. It's very good. Or Sungwon Cho. Very oh, funny okay. guy. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. said okay, yeah, and I, I remember who that is now. Yeah, never mind. I thought I heard Prezi D and for whatever reason I thought to like the YouTuber who got in trouble for doing like that counter strike bullshit. Oh um, no. Different guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a completely okay. different guy. Because I don't yeah. know He makes comedy videos. Yeah, I I know I know Prozy I don't know Prozy D as Prozy D. Right. Like I know that's now <laughs> I know, I can sort of associate that tag now that I have his actual name. Gotcha. Um, Gotcha. Yeah, and it's like it's stuff like that. Like within like uh, three, like seems kind of like overly cynical. Like the way that it's like its villains are just Twitch streamers. Um, like and they're like their sign off is like what like like subscribe and obey. Yeah, some shit. Or like some that. shit. Yeah, Fuck it. I, don't, I don't care. I'm just here for shoot stuff. Yeah, so I've never really like fit into that the humor yeah. of like mainline Borderlands games. At least like that specific the. Reason. First, Borderlands had, like, probably some of the best humor. And then 2 started getting into, like, internet humor a little more is what how I would explain it. Yeah. 
And the other thing about like Borderlands that's always been a bit strange is like Borderlands since two, like at least the mainline games, they've always been these games about the characters from like the first game instead of the people you're playing as. Yeah, it's really it's really weird how that ends up going through. You don't even you meet like Maya from Borderlands Two because she's one of the other sirens that you do stuff with. But um, I think there's some DLC quest lines that open up where you get to meet like it's like Axton and like the Gunzerker from Two, his name's Salvador, and I think they will they're like announcers or some shit for some stuff yeah. you can do in that. But I don't I haven't touched it. Yet. And there's another uh, DLC that's like you going through Craig's mind. Oh, that's a pretty good one. Krieg is probably one of the best DLC characters from Borderlands 2 because he's just a fucking... He's just a... He's a psycho. And he's a... Um, whatchamacallit? He, um, he, just, he looks like a bandit, pretty much. Yeah, so he's That you're the, murdering the whole time. Except he's fucking crazy. Yeah, so he's like the big... He's like a bigger version of like what the game attributes uh what the game series is called like psychos which are always like shirtless dudes with like masks with like the vault symbol on them who run at you with uh axes that are made up of like buzz buzzsaw blades yeah um, so that's his super is he'll take his buzzsaw blade out and he'll scream about blood or something yeah like he's a, a very funny yeah he was a very funny character play as in two like two's dlc characters are really good whereas like Borderlands 3, no DLC characters, which I thought was kind of wild. You know, like, I know, like, so you have, like, Krieg in 2. I think you get, I think you get, like, a Hammerlock in 2's DLC. Um, There might be DLC. Uh, yeah, there's Sir Hammerlock is, like, um, it's, like, an area you go to. I don't think you get to play as him. Or not, like, him, but, like, I think as his sister. Hmm. I don't know. But no, um, I'm Googling Borderlands 2 characters. Yeah. Macromancer, also cool class from Borderlands 2. She's almost Moe's. She just summons a death robot that murders people. Oh my goodness. This is like just a mess of characters. I can't even read it. Okay, so no, you do not play as Hammerlock's uh, sister. So like the DLC characters for 2 are Gage and Krieg. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Oh, this is pre-sequel where you're the Baroness from pre-sequel, I guess. No, I don't. I don't That's think right. three has any DLC characters. I think God, they were just like saving them for the next game or some I shit. Might I might re-download pre-sequel. Pre-sequel's good. Yeah, like that's good stuff. I'm like, I think about. It, I'm just like, man, I had a good time with that. Like the you whole. A, you got a jump pack. Yeah, and like the whole running, like the whole running thing of like Athena and Janie Springs is like is really adorable. Wait, what? Yeah, like, so, a thing with, like, pre-sequel is if you play as Athena, um, like, Janie, who is a quest giver within pre-sequel, is constantly flirting with you. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, so you have, like, that character-specific, these, like, character-specific moments, and then, like, in the later games, they sort of, I think... hmm. If you play your cards right in Tales, I know, like, you can meet up with them again. And they're like, yeah, we accepted this job from you because we need money to get, we need money to pay for the wedding. Um, oh, very funny. Yeah, it's it's like it's funny and it's adorable. Um, I don't know like how far free sequel actually goes. I think she's just like flirting with you the entire time. I think it's just like, what's happening? 
I would just I want to see four claptrap center around doing God, stuff. That would that would be uh, complete nightmare. Complete. Oh yeah, there's. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Wilhelm is like some robot you fight in two that you murder. That you just play as him. And yeah, then he plays you can, him, but he's a dude. Yeah, and then you can play as not handsome Jack, which is really funny. His like body double or whatever. All right, uh, la, la, la. you played some Horizon. What was that? What's that game called? Horizon Zero Dawn. It was free for PS4 and PS Plus users. Yeah, yeah, it's currently free. Yeah, it's like the complete edition too. Yeah, so you get um, like the DLC expansion, the Frozen Wilds, and the pre-order bonuses that were included with Horizon. So it's like an art book and two new outfits and new bows that are helpful for um, early game, but not so much afterwards. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Uh, yeah. Aloy coming to Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Aloy in Fortnite, baby. In Fortnite. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's, that's whatever. Um, yeah, and so, like, this was, like, a thing you could download, and for whatever reason, it's just the part of my broken brain that's like, oh, now that I can have this digitally on my PlayStation, I don't have to get up to put the disc in. Um, oh, so I bet. downloaded this. Yeah, I downloaded this, and, and then I like deleted the data that I had for like the original version of Horizon on my PS4. Oops. Because I've been working through a... Well, I just mean like the game files, not even like the save files. Like, the save files work on the complete edition too. Uh, because I've been working through a ultra-hard playthrough of Horizon zero down for the better part of like huh. a year and like the whole thing with horizon sort of post post apocalypse um sort of society crumbled now you're this whole thing takes place in a, a sort of valley in wyoming i'll say where you are just uh, one of many tribes or clans of people uh who are now sort of building societies in the wake of that you don't really know anything about the world before and you also the world is now populated with machines that act like animals um it's like what's their whole deal you'll find out yeah i don't think i've ever gotten farther than like three or four hours in this game also yeah i mean that's understandable right because like the the opening of this game is not super is not super good uh like once the open world like really like is on is available to you i think the game strengths really start shining through in both its enemy variety and just the general look of the game um yeah yeah i think it really like this is the first time gorilla like gorilla has built uh a game like this and it shows right because so many of the quests that are here feel like are, are just fetch quests um so many like, and just about every reward for any quest you do is actually just a loot box that you get in your inventory, uh, which is good. Like, uh. I will say the boxes are a good thing because the thing about the boxes is they provide infinite inventory space uh, because you have limited inventory space and your inventory fills up wicked fast because you need to keep collecting resources. Yeah. Uh, things like Ridgewood, which is just sticks, uh, metal shards, uh, flammable flammable liquid called Blaze, uh, chill water, which lets you make bombs that can like freeze machines, right? And you need to collect all these to create ammo types 
for your weapons because you have this like wide variety of weapons you know arrows slings that fire out bombs and such a rope caster that you can use to tie machines down to the ground so you can get criticals on them all that good stuff um so like the the loot boxes actually let you sort of hoard an infinite amount of materials because that way you're not constantly filling up all your slots because i think i have the maximum inventory slots and it's like 120 and that's nothing oh i see i remember enjoying the combat of it i think i just other things came up and i was like ah I'll play this later yeah yeah the combat is play it later. the combat is good um there's definitely like the game can go on for a long a really long time and so like you can get pretty repetitive in its encounters with things like glint hawks which are robot birds but not the big robot birds the small robot birds um they the game loves throwing that enemy at you and i don't know why because it's not a fun enemy to fight oh the birds the yeah birds. all you have all you have to do is hit them with like a thing of your rope caster you only have to necessarily time them down right because there are two statuses with your rope caster there's like are can only move in like a limited range because they're like you know uh still attached to this rope and then there's like pulled all the way down so they can't actually move all you need to do is hit them once so they can't move that far and then you can just start pelting them with arrows and like hit their big cold ice heart which will basically blow them up gotcha hey, it seems cool hey it's free for people seems yeah, like you're like, really into this game yeah, as someone who wants game. to start a hard gameplay like a hard campaign of I this. dude i couldn't tell you why actually no i can tell you why i did that because when they introduced that mode post-release, they're like, if you complete this game on ultra hard, you get, um, you can put like face paint on Aloy. Oh, right. Bet. Because I like this game's cosmetics. I understand that this game is trading in some imagery. It probably shouldn't be, in regards to, yeah. uh, like stereotypical like imagery and, um writing uh, around or like analogous to how people have written about uh indigenous people uh specifically native americans for yeah. a while um it is trading in some of that language and imagery and i don't think it should necessarily be doing that but game fun yeah and it's pr right? pretty like at least it does it like services it well enough to where like the art design like kind of Mm, whatchamacallit it like can't think of the word austin it's fine it's fine yeah like and once you move out of like the the first section where you're like in the the sacred lands of the nora right which is the tribe that you sort of kind of were born into and been cast out from as a baby um like the the sort of the imagery and aesthetics of the game change so dramatically and it's so much more interesting yeah yeah it seems cool i should i should play it sometime when i get a i hear the ps4 pro version runs pretty well i don't know if it yeah, has the pro like version a, runs runs really well yeah um, i don't know if it has like a ps5 update yet i you know i don't i don't think yet i imagine we'll get something like that once the sequel is like has a definitive release date right it's so like once yeah. forbidden west is like maybe like a couple months away it's like okay here's the upgraded performance for horizon zero dawn um which would, right. be, which would be cool to see since there is this game is also on pc oh yeah that's right totally is. yeah and i i have honestly i've thought about buying it on pc because my biggest complaint with like the gameplay on the ps4 is that the camera is always really close to you 
Um, and it, it does not help you very much when you're doing a big fight and Aloy is still taking up most of the screen. Yeah. Well, I'm on GameSpot and they gave the Mortal Kombat movie a nine and that is inaccurate. This movie is a six or a seven at best. All right. I got to go eat lunch. <laughs> All right. We cannot, uh, talk, we cannot talk about Mortal Kombat again. No, we can't. Kano's great though. Aloy. I don't know what I'm saying. I'd have to go. (laughs) Kano's allowed to be a character, therefore he's the best part. Well, you fucking be. Kano wins. Alright. Gotta go. I'm at Travis23Doyle on Twitter. We'll catch catch you next week. Yeah, um, I guess I'm at Beardless too if you really need to find me. Okay, they gave gave Snyder Cut a 3. And they gave Mortal Kombat a 9. I don't think. Who's reviewing these movies at games? I'm sorry. I disagree. I disagree completely. Alright, I, mean, I gotta go. Alright, can't. Two different reviewers, it's fine. Yeah, it turns out people have differing opinions. It's wild. It's wild. Alright. It's wild. Alright. Twitter week. account? Doing some bullshit. Yeah. Alright, it's fine. Alright, it's all good. Alright, bye bye. 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 bye.